0: Hi, and welcome to the Faxon Blog and Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of the Faxon and Blog and Podcast. We have a packed show today. We are very excited to have a, another special guest on with us. Today, we have Tony Simon. You know, you may know him from the Simon Says Train Instagram handle. You might know him from the 2A4E podcast and also from the diversity shoot. Uh, Tony is uh, often noted as pound for pound, the biggest firearms trainer in the industry uh, and a super great guy. I got to meet him for the first time at SHOT Show this year and uh all the glowing comments that have ever been said about him truly came through so we're very excited uh, very excited to have him on the show today to talk about some of his projects and what he has going on in the firearms community. Before we do that, though, we are going to show you the first of a multi-week installment on the podcast because Faxon Firearms is moving. Now, don't worry, we're we're not leaving Cincinnati. We're just moving about 10 minutes up the road to a new facility. Our sister company, Faxon Machining, is growing and expanding. Uh, Faxon Firearms is clearly growing and expanding, and we both need some more room. So Machining is going to be taking over our half of the building, and we are going to be moving to a new facility in Westchester that is under construction right now. Uh, lots of stuff, renovation, in addition. Um, we're excited about the increased capacity and all of the other things that it's going to bring uh, to show our commitment to you and the firearms community that we're here to stay and we're here to grow with you, and we're excited to do that. So, joining me for this first segment is our COO, Joey O'Gara. Uh, he is a first time guest on the show, but you'll definitely be seeing a lot more of him soon. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and check in with Joey and the first installment of our move segments. So now you did give me a little insight back in your baseball playing days. You had a whole kind of script memorized and I just kind of
1: sprung this on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I had my my saying down for baseball. But this is going to be a new one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so first time guest on the show this week, and like we promised earlier in the week on our social media channels, we are giving weekly updates on our new building. Uh, so we're not leaving Cincinnati; we're just moving a little ways north. Uh, but joining me this week to kind of head us into our first segment on it is our COO Joey O'Gara. Joey, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, just uh, you know, a high level overview. What kind of prompted us to be able to say like, yes, now's the time to move now. You know, obviously some of this stuff was in the works before this whole, you know, spike in the gun industry due to the pandemic and everything. So so what kind of got the ball rolling with it?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we had uh, we had talked about a potential move uh, really the last couple of years. Um, but I think this year, you know, Pat did a good job lining up some uh, some good work for us. Uh, so we expected some growth going into this year. Um, but really with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, also, also at our current facility, uh, fax and machine, they're going to, uh, have a program that requires the space. Um, so just kind of lined up, um, good year, good timing for us. Um, I think it's going to really be helpful for our growth in the future as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, that's something that we touch on every once in a while. But I think people forget, you know, uh, you know, Faxon Machining did birth Faxon Firearms. But right. a couple of years ago, we did become separate companies. We It's still definitely like a brother sister relationship. Yep. You know, it's it's not like we cut ties, you know, Bob and Barry Faxon still oversee both operations and everything. But, uh, you know, they're growing and we're growing, and uh, we'll show some drone footage here of our current building. But you know, we're kind of in this big U. It's like a big hemispherical thing. Like machining's on this side, firearms is on this side. We trample on each other a little bit, but with their growth and our growth, it's it's definitely you know a necessity. You know, I think for us to be moving on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of operational efficiencies we'll gain. Um, you know, with even just transporting product around the facility. Uh, QC Lab being right in the middle of the shop is going to be very nice for us. Um, so I think it's a good fit for firearms. Um, it's a need for fax and machining. And so it works out for both companies. Now, right now we
0: are, you know, located in the Forest Park area. For those of you who are uh, natives of Cincinnati or know the area. And there are a lot kind of on this northern side of the outer belt of these little, you know, industrial developments and things. So we're actually just moving up the road to an area called Westchester, still in the greater Cincinnati region. But how did we come across this building and how did we know
1: that this was going to be the, the best move for us? Uh, we looked at a lot of potential opportunities throughout the process. Um, this one came up. It, it makes sense because it's close to fax machining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the owners, Bob and Barry, it, uh, it's convenient for them. Um, but also I think they had owned a building over there previously as well. So uh, it felt like kind of going back to old stomping grounds. I know for Barry as well, I was just talking to him today about it. Um, but the facility actually uh, is gonna be very nice for us. Uh, there are already some some elements of the facility that'll be nice, um, like the armory, um, fully blocked in. Um, so there's some security features that were nice. Um, location worked out well. And uh, I think it, it fit everything that we needed. Obviously, we're going to be doing an addition, but uh, the first part of it in the office space uh, worked out well for us. Yeah. So this is actually increasing not only manufacturing space,
0: but also what we're able to do for sales, marketing, general staff, uh, yep. you know, things of that caliber and also Uh, Like you mentioned, too, even little things or what seem like little things, having the QC lab right in the middle of the manufacturing space. You know, I know all of our kind of that back end of our office areas kind of open up to the floor, you know, just as far as like where we can receive raw materials, where shipments come in and out. I think, uh, when you go to a building like that, you know, for anybody who's been in a big, you know, industrial park type building, it's a lot of big square and then cinder block and drywall inside to kind of wall things off. So, uh, you'll see in some of the footage, you know, it, it came in, it's not like we're just coming in and plopping down on whatever they left. I mean, this is a pretty major, you know, remodel
1: cleanup, kind of getting it up to the snuff of what we want it to be. Yeah, no, Barry's been doing a great job, um, you know, kind of overseeing the facility um, and what we're doing over there. Um, But also it gives us an opportunity to look at the flow. Um, So I know the past two years, everyone's been talking about the flow of our parts, how our parts moving through our shop. Uh, This gives us that opportunity. Um, receiving parts in back uh, at the dock. Um, so there's a lot of efficiency gains as well. Yeah, for sure. And and I think
0: one of the things that strikes home with me, you know, I've I've only been here since November. You've obviously been here since pretty much the beginning of firearms or just about pretty close. Yeah, a little
1: over five years. Yeah, yeah.
0: so, I mean, just knowing the facts and families just, you know, commitment to, the,
1: to this business, you know, and to the industry, I, I think this shows it in a very big way. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, they, they've uh, made a very big commitment on their part uh, to help a lot of people here uh, feel like they have a future, mm-hmm. uh, feel like they have a career. And, and that really is something that they pride themselves on. And uh, us as a company is making sure that people feel like they really have a career here and we're going to keep growing. Uh, we're going to invest in the business um, and, and really provide people with a good future.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, It's obviously great for us, but I think it's going to be great for you all too, all of our dealers, all the folks who visit and shop on our website and not just product, but we're hoping with this uh, expansion and move that you'll be able to get more great content from us. We have a whole bunch of educational content lined up. Obviously we'll have the podcast, but there's going to be, you know, more, more gear videos, more kind of hands-on technique things, some more industry inside type stuff. And just, uh, I, I will say I'm personally biased. I'm excited about our new uh, marketing studio space. I think that's going to be fantastic for us. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And also we will be hopping back on with Joey and other folks throughout these weekly updates until we move uh, to let you know how the progress is going on the new building. So Joey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, we're going to have more of those segments coming up over the next few weeks, and we're also going to post them alone in a playlist. If you just want to kind of see how the progress is going, we will make those available to you as well. So get ready for some walkthroughs, some more before and after stuff, and to just see how things are coming along at our new Westchester facility. So now let's go ahead and go into our conversation with Tony Simon. All right. So, Tony, I would love for you, as we were saying off the air, to just give me your elevator speech. Give me your book jacket blurb, if you will, about the author, you know, you know, who are you, what are you doing in the the firearms industry and, 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 you know, how, how can people get to know you from a top level?
2: All right. My name is Tony Simon. Um, I live in New Jersey, moved up here from Virginia, Marine Corps veteran, um, Again, born and raised in Virginia, moved to New Jersey after I got out of the Corps and um, always was a gun owner down. I mean, not gun owner, but grew up around firearms in Virginia. It was just a part of life. Um, No big deal. You had a gun. You had multiple guns. I mean, I knew no one with just one. Mm -hmm. And um, shotguns, rifles, all kinds of things. We didn't have military type rifles at that time because it wasn't a big thing in the 70s and the 80s. It really wasn't. joined the Corps, came up to Jersey, had some guns with me that I picked up after I got out. And I wanted to make sure that I was Jersey legal. So I called every state, you know, between Virginia and New Jersey, because this is prior to internet. And the closer I got to Jersey, the more ridiculous the gun laws got. Yeah, And I'm talking about traveling with a 1911 and a couple of both actions. Yeah, And the lady in Jersey told me that my firearm to travel in Jersey would have to be locked up in a bag. My ammo would have to be locked up somewhere else. And, um, I started laughing because I thought she was joking and And, uh, she
0: wasn't. There was no laughter (laughs) on the other end. (laughs) Oh dude, she was like
2: offended. And I'm like, oops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, And that should have been my first warning not to come to this state. But after I got here, I discovered how difficult it was to own a firearm in Jersey. Yeah. And that got me started on getting my gun. I purchased my firearm and realized that I, Suck at shooting because you can't even go to the range without firearms ID card. So it's the same paperwork and the same process to get a gun. So I was like, all right, I'll purchase a firearm. I'll start shooting again. I was in the Marine Corps. I was on a rifle team in high school. I should be good at this. (laughs) Perishable skills. I was horrible, (laughs) horrible. And a friend of mine, Sean from uh, Black Bag Resources, had just became an NRA certified instructor and was trying to fill up classes. And he was like, hey, I have a class Sunday, want to come out? And I went from shooting pizza-sized groups at 25 yards to shooting postage stamp-sized groups at 25 yards. And I went, this is the greatest feeling in the world. I want to teach people so they can feel like I feel right now. So I went to Gun for Hire Range in Woodland Park, took all of my NRA certification classes, rifle, pistol, shotgun, range safety officer. And I was going to take off and be this <laughs> the greatest firearms yeah. instructor in the world. <laughs> And then Sandy Hook happened. Yeah. And everything was derailed. I think they said New Jersey legislators had 86 anti gun laws queued up. Yeah. The day after Sandy Hook. Oh, for sure. And um, that started my activism. That started me writing letters. Sean and I sat down and wrote a letter, uh, composed it. Took almost half a day to compose a letter to our legislators. And I took that letter and put it on Facebook, which I was new on. And like a lot of gun owners, you become a member of every Facebook firearms group. So I posted it all over there going, hey, guys, a lot of stuff is going to happen. This is the letter we wrote. Use it as a format or copy and paste it. We don't care, but just write your legislators. And for someone who had only been on Facebook to go on gun forums and to try to look up my boys in the Marine Corps, when you have like 15, 1600 shares of a post, that's pretty big. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, holy crap, what happened? (laughs) And um, I didn't pay attention to it, you know what I mean? It was just my personal page. Um, And that's when I went and testified in front of the assembly, um, New Jersey assembly, about stopping these crazy gun laws. And I started showing up at protests. I started working with second amendment groups in New Jersey. And when I, pro- when I went to testify, it was 200 pro-gun people there. It was the anti-gun moms. And it was me, the only black guy pro-gun in the crowd. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been into this, you know, Jersey shooting scene for, you know, about six, eight months at, at that point. And I'm like, well, where are all the Latinos? Where are all the Asians? Where are all the black people? They're not here where it yeah. really counts, where you ruin that optic. So I called up the groups that I work with and I said, hey, you guys have a program to bring in African-Americans and just show them the other side, the important side of gun ownership, which is being politically active. And all of them said no. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) No. And my boy Sean said, hey, why don't you call Anthony a gun for hire and see if you can put something on? And I was like, but. That would require me doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not a starter type of a person. And he was like, well, somebody has to be. And then he used my own, one of my quotes against me. He said, you're going to talk about it or be about it. Yeah. I was like, I hate you. Yeah, yeah. I really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and I called Anthony and that's when uh, we started. The second is for everyone diversity shoot in February, 2015. And the goal of it is to get all people, regardless of race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, political background to come out, shoot guns, learn what real gun owners are and what real gun owners are like, uh, learn New Jersey gun laws, or wherever you are, learn those firearms laws, and learn how you can fight back against them by being part of Second Amendment advocacy groups. And that's how it started. Um, I have friends, classes I've taken, and i like, hey, Tony, you should... You know, um, and everybody just added a little bit. Uh, you should do this. Uh, you should start charging people. The reason I, I didn't charge people for over a year. It was just free. The range charged their fee. I got nothing. And they were like, dude, how are you doing this? How are you paying for the ammo? How are you paying for the food? And I'm like, over time? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> overtime for my regular job? Right. And they're like, nah, that's not how you do that. Uh, and then I ran to my friend Rob Pincus and Rob was like, why don't you go to the industry and ask the industry to help? So I did. And the industry stepped forward and many companies have helped me, including Faxon. Um, then uh, Maj Torrey contact, you know, because we both started in February of 2015, our organizations. And <laughs> he was like, yo, bro, you got to get a GoFundMe and a Patreon. Yeah. I'm like, why? He was like, so you're not stressing over money. <laughs> you right. can do right. your job. Yeah. So that's what we did. And, um, people, man, people in in, in the industry, people on the shows. There are a lot of people who might not be able to go to rallies themselves. They might not be able, they might not even want to get involved in the political side, but they're willing to support someone who is. So that's what we've been doing. Industry has been great. Industry could be better, but it is what it is. And um, I'm keeping up the fight here in Jersey. Matter of fact, We can't even have a diversity shoot in Jersey because of the 25% capacity restrictions they have on ranges. So I went to PA and our first diversity shoot will be held in Pennsylvania on August 20th because nothing is going to stop this signal. I'm Mm -hmm. keeping this fight up regardless. So that's what I've been doing, introducing new people to firearms, introducing them to legislation, introducing them to firearms instructors, Second Amendment groups. Many gun owners don't even know the name of the Second Amendment groups that work in their state. Well, you come to my event, you're going to meet them because they're going to be there. Um, people don't know the difference between the NRA and the NRA ILA. There is a difference. Really, they're two totally different groups. Um, NRA ILA actually puts in work. They put on workshops um, in every state. They put on workshops to teach you how to be politically active. And My thing is, regardless of your feelings of the NRA, use that information to become an advocate for what you believe in. So, so that's you, what I've been doing since 2015.
0: So when you are, you know, doing these events, and I mean, I, I think the picture that's sticking in my head right now is, like you said, like testifying for that first time. And, you know, I'm assuming most of the people in the crowd probably looked a little more like me, uh, you know, to your <laughs> typical white bread guys here. Like, so, I mean, how, but I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you gauge that? And how do you, like... Do you have to deal with any backlash? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, are there any people who go like, nah, man, like you don't fit the stereotype. You don't fit the mold, like from either side of the argument. And then like, how do you even, how do you even deal with that? I mean, for me, like, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, anytime anybody makes a stand, uh, you know, for, for two way, you're making yourself vulnerable for attack, um, you know, on, on social. And I could just, you know, imagine even just coming out of your, your military background and then the training background mm-hmm. and, then, and then kind of finally getting to that political area that, that to me, I mean, personally, I feel like you're, you you, you had to take a bit of a leap of faith there, you know, to be like, you know, I'm going to be okay <laughs> personally, you know, to, to step out and make a stand like this.
2: Well, it really helps that I'm not that bright. That helps out a lot. (laughs) Being stupid is quite helpful Um, because I don't care what your feelings are. Um, One of the funniest things is uh, I, I had it on my Instagram. Simon says train is my Instagram and it's a picture of me on the front page of the paper Standing, sitting beside five people with moms demand shirts on, I walked into the assembly with them to testify against gun control. Yeah. Well, of course I couldn't have been testifying against gun control. I'm black, yeah, yeah. And I came up on the elevator with them, and they're talking, and we're having conversations about the weather and parking. Oh, okay. And I'm just their best friend and then when until they I got up. up
0: until they call you up and they're. <laughs> Mortified.
2: I got up there and I said, you know, gun control is a 400 year old racist strategy used to control people. There you go. And you could just hear the Karen's in the back fall out. Oh my God.
0: Oh my (laughs) God. They got up and moved.
2: They didn't Uh. sit beside me after it was over. Um, the very first time I got called a Nazi was at a uh Shanine Allen event if you remember Shanine Allen she's the Pennsylvania mom that got arrested for carrying her firearm in Jersey and um, we were protesting outside of at the time Governor Christie's birthday party in East Brunswick, New Jersey to try to get charges dropped against her and I'm walking with a sign me and two white ladies and the guy screams out at the light you people are a bunch of Nazis (laughs) and I stopped and I looked at him I was like who, many? me? Me or these and he,
0: ladies. <laughs> yeah. Me? And he he
2: was like and then rolled his window up, by the way. Office and the light style. turned red. Yeah. So then oh, he was gosh. stuck at the light beside the guy he called a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I've only been attacked, or people have said things that were on the anti-gun side. Pro gun people, every now and again. People's prejudices shine through. And that's one of the parts about the gun community we have to straighten out. If we welcome all people, we have to welcome all people. And you have to leave your prejudices at home. If you don't understand those people's lifestyles, you don't have to. Right. You just have to welcome into the community. Um, it's not your you're not a gatekeeper. You're either an ambassador or an obstacle. That's all you are in the Second Amendment community. You're either an ambassador to it or an obstacle in it. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. We all have more in common than we do separately. Let's concentrate on the 98% of things we have in common about freedom, about personal responsibility, about taking care of your loved ones using this right that no one. No government at all has the right to take away from you.
0: And I think that is such a big thing right now when you're talking about, you know, are we really opening up to the community like we say we're supposed to, because- this community due to the pandemic and everything else that's going on. I mean, you've seen all the numbers and all the posts, just like everybody else. There's so many new gun owners, you know, there's so many folks who, you know, were either just kind of on the fence about gun ownership or or hadn't felt a a felt need to own, um, or even those who were against it. And I mean, everybody we know has at least one friend that has called and been like, Hey, I'm going to buy a gun. I need help. What do I do? And, and now some of the pushback, that even we get, you know, because I've had uh, Dan Zimmerman from The Truth About Guns On and we've talked about some similar things. You know, people are like, well, you know, but those things are just going to end up in a pawn shop in six months when all this clears up. And then, you know, oh, we, you know, they, but it's unsafe if they've never trained. And, and so our thing is we have to welcome them in and help them learn. Train them, help them, you know, find the resources they need, do things like this, like podcasts and video resources. It doesn't have to be face to face to get them started, but put them in contact with the people and the resources that can get them basic training if they've never done it, you know, can get them into a CCW class if their state allows it. You know, I think that part is huge. And otherwise, you're right. I mean, we're we're just going to be roadblocks for our own cause.
2: You have to reach out. Now, with the pandemic, um, I found other trainers online that are giving free classes, that are giving free information out on their social media or on their website. So I've been posting that on my uh, not only on my podcast, but I also been posting it on my social media. I'm like, use the resources that you can get to. These are things you can do. Uh, You can dry fire. We have people that can explain that, the safety rules. We've been posting that all over the place. Everyone has. So my thing is reach out to people any way you can. One, I get tired of the negativity of the gun community talking about that whole, well, the guns, you end up in a pawn shop. One, you're not good at reading tea leaves so stop
0: yeah right, <laughs> you can't right. read
2: the future you have no idea where those guns are gonna end up right um maybe they'll end up like most gun owners in the back of a closet and they don't look at it for 30 years so you know mm-hmm. you need to stop the self-righteousness as if new gun owners are any different than the current ones right another thing is you have to quit the i told you so attitude right yes yeah many of us were right <laughs> we yeah. were 100 percent right and yeah, we've been bashed as a gun community, as gun owners, as dudes who go out and go, listen, you need to prepare because this is a tool. Yeah, we were right. But one of the sayings I heard was when you get in the end zone, act like you've been there before. Right. And, yeah. and a lot of gun owners are doing touchdown dances. And I'm like, why don't you chill out and actually welcome these people now? Yeah. Why don't you invite them to go shooting? Why don't you tell them, hey, I live in your area. I'll take you to the range and introduce you to some people. You don't even have to personally do it. But if you know a trainer at the range, if you know a range that has classes, introduce them. People are looking for someone to break the ice. Yeah, because walking into something that you've heard your whole life full of racist rednecks who just want to kill you if you're not a racist redneck. Right, Kind of hard to drive down that abandoned road yeah. where the range is on your own.
0: Yeah, there's going to be very few Facebook posts that say looking for recommendations. I need help with, you know, someone, you know, with uh, getting a gun for the first time or getting into a class for the first time.
2: And we're so petty as a community. And I'm like, we need to do better. Um, I do understand people have fun being trolls on the internet. But understand, you have no idea what that new person who just asked you what AK-15 they should buy for home defense (laughs) went through personally to even get to the point to ask that question on a public forum. Right. Yeah. All right. And then here you are barely know the difference between five, five, six, and two, two, three, and you're just going to trash that person and just push them back into the closet or out of the community congratulations you've done nothing
0: yeah or and then at the very least you've shown them that the stereotype is now correct to them and that's going to be yet another hurdle for them and another hurdle for their friends that were maybe thinking about being in the community because i i do i really think that this will be kind of the most diverse influx into the gun owner community that really we've ever seen, and especially in a in a trackable way. I mean, if you think back to r- other pandemics and things, even when you think of like bird flu and H1N1, swine flu, all, all these different flus and things, social media wasn't what it is today. I mean, people forget that, you know, Facebook yep. has only been open to the public for like 12 years. You used to have to have a college email address on it and you definitely weren't accessing it from your phone. You know, it's, it's a whole different Gamut. And that's why, you know, now we could actually see a little better who these people are, who's trying to get into the community because their accounts are asking questions. They're the ones getting on forums. Frankly, they're the ones making purchases, uh, uh, you know, on online retailers.
2: But understand this also. <clears throat> Some of those people are the bravest people, most outgoing people in their circle of friends. For sure. So they broke out of that mold to purchase this item and try to become a part of this community. And they have a whole bunch of friends that are looking to see how the community reacts to them. And if you give them a boot, you not only lost that dude or lady, you lost her circle too. Mm -hmm. And they just take it and repost. This is the answer you get when you ask questions in a gun form. So yeah, get your lowest common denominator self with your fake screen name and Maybe I don't even know where to go because you're really not being helpful to us. But what is helpful is because I hate to bash on people without giving due props. What happened in Virginia when people got motivated? They went out. Again, I'm from Virginia, so it was really interesting to me to watch a gym full of people. They had to move the county meeting uh, in my hometown to the gym of a school because they didn't have, they had too many people to fit into the, uh, courthouse yeah they had hundreds of people there that voted to make uh my county a 2a um sanctuary and i, I was like that's really cool and that happened through 98 percent of the counties in virginia because the people got involved and that's what's important and that's one of the reasons i had diversity shoot is to make you realize this power in the people you have to get involved in jersey we have a lot of closeted gun owners understandable because the negativity is huge here but you have to participate if you can. You have to make this normalized as much as possible. We have to have thousands of people come out when we do protest and we don't. I mean, I think the biggest number is like 2,500 and that was considered a major success, success. But then the next week, the teachers had a (laughs) had a gathering and it was like, you know, 15,000 teachers. And it just dwarfed what we did. And I'm like, gun owners, we have a million of them in Jersey, a million uh, firearms ID cards that are issued. We need to get people out and and make politicians understand it's a significant portion of the voter population and they could lose their jobs if we all just become either one issue voters or really cared more about the Second Amendment in this state.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, where can people find more information about Diversity Shoot and, uh, and the stuff you're doing with 2A4E? What's, what's the best way to get going on that?
2: The simplest way is to go to diversityshoot.com. Diversityshoot.com is my website. It also gives you the links to get really cool shirts like this. There you go. Um, well, the funny thing is
0: the Lovetron shirts are still
2: on there. Right? Oh, the Lovetron <laughs> stuff is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's me in a bubble bath. It's just a funny thing. Long story, but the funds go to help uh, Diversity Shoot and Operation Blazing Swords with Aaron Paulette to help the LGBTQ community get involved in firearms. So the funds for that goes to all those. You can buy a sticker, you can buy a mug, whatever. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, this particular shirt, my uh, gun control equals racism shirt, I don't get paid on. It's 10 bucks. What I want is people to wear these shirts to rallies, wear them out, let it be seen and start the conversation. It's not in your face, but people read it and they'll ask you a question and then you can educate them or even give them diversityshoot.com and they can come over and ask me questions questions so that's the best way we have uh paypal we have a patreon where we give away really cool stuff uh we've given away three firearms we've given away knives and stuff like that and we got a bunch of swag right now from uh gray ghost yeah uh precision tactical tailor they gave us a good ton of stuff so we'll be giving that away to you guys i just want you to help Wherever you are, you need to be an ambassador. And sometimes you need help because you don't know all the facts. So you can go to diversity shoot.com and then use me to go other places. For sure. If you want to write your legislators, I have a link there that shows you how to get in contact with everyone from your town mayor to the president of the United States with emails and everything else. We have to be active. This is a time to strike. We have new people coming in that we can help educate. And then, We have a movement because, yes, more anti-gun stuff is coming. They have bills waiting right now, probably in your state house, definitely on the federal level. We have to fight. We have to communicate. And we have to get people out and be good examples. We have to be the awesome people we all know we are. And we have to show new gun owners. That's exactly what we are. For sure. Our job.
0: That's awesome. Tony, thank you so much for taking some time for us today. Uh, All the links to Tony's information, including the diversity shoot and all the swag and things you could get there. And of course, all the educational content that he has for that and links to the podcast will be in our show notes and showing up on the screen as well. So make sure uh, you give him a look there and also check him out on Instagram at Simon Says Train and uh, always great content. And uh, Tony, Mm -hmm. thanks again, my friend. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, I appreciate you for having me on. And by the way, Second Is For Everyone podcast or 2A4E podcast is also available on Spotify and wherever you hear your podcast <laughs> And
0: other fine podcast <laughs> providers. Awesome, <laughs> we'll have links to all that in the show notes this week. And I'm sure we'll be checking in with Tony soon. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to check back with us throughout the week for more updates, more video content and uh, more stuff about facts and firearms and our move at our various social media channels. And we would love for you to subscribe to the show. So you could do that on Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, overcast, whatever your favorite podcasting app is. And of course you can find the video versions on YouTube, on IGTV and Facebook. Facebook Watch. So make sure you check us out there. And don't forget, we would love to hear from you. We are now opening up an email account that you can talk directly to the show, get some questions answered on the air, uh, give topic ideas, ideas for guests. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at podcast at factsandfirearms.com. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next
3: week. All right. Hi, everybody. This is John from Facts and Firearms. I'm here with Daniel with Point Blank Range. And we are here today. We just finished up our range event with them. And with, uh, they're new to us as a dealer, kind of bringing on all, all our stuff in. So tell us, what, this what this is Point Mike? What are you guys all about? Well, we appreciate you guys coming out Let's host you guys for this event. So Point Mike
4: range, is one of the largest ranges in the southeast. We're also the only range that does 24-7 access. Um, we're coming to you guys from our Patriot Gun Club Lounge. Um, so basically what we're about is we want to make sure we're dedicated to personal safety, family values, and American ideals and uh, obviously we had to have this event because facts and firearms is kind of the leading you know quality in terms of uh, barrels accessories firearms and we want to make sure that we have that product in our store so we can offer that to our customer base Um, and every time we have events we want to be able to partner up uh, with facts and firearms and all of our other local vendors and be able to just offer the best that we can for our customer base Um, And next time we have an event, we're definitely going to include facts and firearms. Um, We have a local company as well called Crown Agency Groups, that lines up a lot of our celebrities and influencers, so we definitely want to have a bigger and better event every time we come out and expose everybody to uh, facts and
3: firearms. Yeah, and I love how, so we're, we're rolling some video of the Patriot Club, but this is cool. 24 hours, it's unheard of in the industry, not a lot of people are doing it. I don't think anybody else is really doing it. You guys have a beautiful range. You guys have three bays plus a training bay. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's an amazing facility. Guys, come out, check it out. Check out the large product in their store. They have the complete line effects and firearms, rifles in stock currently at this point in time. So this is July nineteenth, uh, 2020. So come out, make sure you check them out, support them. If you're local to the, uh, Matthews, North Carolina, the Charlotte area, come out, support Point Blank. And we really appreciate you guys having us out here. And Absolutely. Else you want to add?
4: Absolutely. Um, any of you guys that are local come out and take a training class. Um, we're also one of the industry leaders in local training classes, everything from lady self-defense to Krav Maga to handgun safety, beginners, advanced, you name it. We do it here at Point Lake Range. We're just happy to uh, now be partnered up with Fax and
3: Firearms. And we're happy to be here and we want to thank you again for having us out here today. It was a beautiful event. We met a lot of people met some people from Cleveland, from Cincinnati, from the local area, so come out make sure you support your local dealers and if they don't have our product in stock make sure to tell them that's how they got our stuff People were telling them about it and now they have us and we're glad to be here. So thank you again. Absolutely, we appreciate Thanks you guys. You guys. For coming. We appreciate it. Guys, make sure to get in touch. How do they get a hold of you guys? Just...
4: So basically what they can do is you guys can either follow us on social media, follow our Instagram or on Facebook as well. Um, you guys can shoot us an email. Go to uh or email info at We'll be happy to answer any questions, uh, product inquiries. You know, we have online inventory available as well. Come out again, check out our new shipment of Fax and Firearms as well as our other in house inventory. And uh, if you're in the area, stop by and say, hey,
3: we love talking to you guys. Make sure you guys come out, support them, and also go to faxandfirearms.com for any other of the things you want to see. Thanks again. All right. We'll see you guys later. All right, guys. Hi, and welcome to the Fax and Blog and Podcast.